welcome back to the second episode of my podcast about the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. I want to remind whoever's listening that this is an ongoing podcast. It will be going on until around spring of next year. There will be six more episodes, not including this one. So there will be eight total And this will be documenting how the coronavirus pandemic pans out over the next few months. This specific podcast will be about how places in, have many people in big areas are handling COVID. This specific episode will be about Disney World. And the next one will be about Universal. Because I've been to both during this pandemic, and so I figure I have enough experience with these two to talk about them. So first off, I'd like to point out that I have been to Disney before and during the pandemic. I went at the end of July, of course, this year, and I've been many other times before this because my family is a Disney family. We really only go to Disney on vacation. And we don't do anything else. So I understand the procedures from before the pandemic and during the pandemic. After being closed for around 116 days, Disney first reopened Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom on July 11th, 2020. And then reopened Epcot and Hollywood Studios on July 15th in a phased reopening with a limited number of people. In the reopening, Disney put many new things into place while they were closed, including the, um, in each line, there are markers on the ground, which are all six feet apart in the lines, and also in many of the lines, there are barriers, plastic barriers on the dividing poles between each line to ensure that nobody is catching it from that, and even on some rides, with very close seating back and forth, like front, somebody in front and somebody who's directly behind them, there is a plastic barrier in between them, such as living with the land in the pavilion. They also have hand sanitizer on literally everywhere, like and after you get off every ride to ensure cleanliness. They don't enforce as much as you wear it when you get on, but after you get off, it's always there, which is very different from some other places. They also ensured that training for cast members was ongoing, and they had ongoing reinforcement on a daily basis. They have defined cyclant for frequent enhanced cleaning of targeted areas, and during every so often, if it was a ride that needed to be cleaned, they would shut down, per se, and stop people from getting on the ride and clean off all the vehicles for about 10 minutes to make sure everything was clean every so often. Um, Hand-washing facilities and hand sanitizer dispensers are very throughout the park, even not after just rides. Cleaning crews are very quick responding to spills, traps, and other situations. There are also very thorough end-of-the-day sanitation procedures for restroom, kitchens, and other facilities, and there are frequent cleaning and washdowns of outdoor locations, like places where people will eat, or things like that, and as well as the rides. The use of face coverings for guests age two and up is mandatory in public unless you are seated somewhere, far away from somewhere, 
and at a dining location when you are seated, and you can remove it when you are eating or drinking while stationary. Um, dining reservations are highly recommended, and you and in some places they are required. In many places, such as quick service places, you would have to order your food ahead and wait outside until your food was perfectly ready, which is not normal. Usually you would go in and order and then sit down and wait. Or you would go in, order, and wait for your food and then sit down. So they made it where also tables are spaced apart, and so our tables will be marked off for which tables you could sit at, and so so they could be very well separated in each restaurant, which has worked very well and also made it less crowded which also is very nice in general, just because it was great to not be squashed in a bunch of people, which also applied to lines at Disney, because since they had the six feet apart spacing, it was very nice to not be all squished in a line with somebody and to be spaced apart and have room to breathe. One other method before you come in the park, when you get temperature checked and sign in to come to the park, there are enhanced cleaning, and safety procedures. Also, you will get temperature screened before you come in the park. You go through a little tent and they temperature screen you very quickly and you go right into the park. Since it is limited capacity, there is way less people, so this doesn't take as long as you might think. So those with temperatures with a 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit or above will not be allowed entry. And anybody in the party with that person, even if they do not have the temperature of 100.4 or Fahrenheit or higher, will not be allowed in the park. So if you have someone in your party who has too high of a temperature, you will not be allowed in the park. And at some places, you will just be directed to, towards an additional rescreening, and you can have a, a rescreening, and if you still have that, you will be asked to not go in the park. Many changes were also made to rides in places, such as some of the restaurants being closed down, such as Tepanito in Epcot and many other places like that with very close contact food, eating, and also the rides, you are spaced apart. So in many of the rides, you are only put with your party. So such as Space Mountain with the, just the three seats in it, the few, in, the, in one car, you are just put with your party in that car to avoid being too, too in close contact in that car because many people those car many of the cars in Disney are very very close and very tight packed and many people in the rides will take off their mask which you're not supposed to do because if you take off their mask during the ride they will not let you have your picture because they don't want that to be put out that they don't like people wear masks which is good for them and also if you are taking a picture and you are in close contact with people usually they will ask you to put it back on and they will not be very happy with you if you're taking a picture without your mask on because that puts a bad image for them because they do enforce the mask rule and so they don't want people to think that they do not enforce it when they do heavily enforce it when I was there I did see a few people in Hollywood studios try to take off their mask in one of these Star Wars rides I believe it was the Millennium Falcon ride but I could be wrong and they were trying to take photos with in within the ride and the cast member had to tell them to put their mask back on, which I'm very glad that their cast members are enforcing it. I think Disney has done a very good job with how they have prepared and trained their cast members during this ongoing pandemic. So I applaud Disney on that because it can be very tough to have completely new procedures for all these cast members and have so many cast members to train. So that's really good. Also, one other thing to note, if you've been to Disney, you will know that they do fast passage, which you reserve 
I believe, around 30 days in advance for your trip. But now they do not do them. So fast passes were where if you have one for a ride, you schedule three, usually for every day. And if you have one, you can go in a special line where you can pass the line and get to go quicker. But as of now, they do not have those anymore because of having two lines. And it's not needed also with the limited capacity. I don't know what the limited the capacity amount is because Disney will not release it. But some of the parks, mainly Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, are hitting have hit capacity a number of times because of the amount of people going there on weekends or certain days and things like that. Many different experiences are available and unavailable. Some that are available, which are in Hollywood Studios, are the Jewelry Depot. Depot, which is where you can make a droid from Star Wars, and the Savvy's Workshop, which is where you can build lightsabers. Many are unavailable in the initial reopening period, which are Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, Captain Hook's Pirate Crew, Character Couture, Perfectly Princess Tea Party, Pirate Adventures Cruises, Pirates and Pals, Fireworks Voyage, and Wonderland Tea Party at the 1900 Park Fair. Also, many of their tour, private tours, are not are not open, which are Backstage Magic, Behind the Seeds, Disney's Family Magic Tour, Disney's Key to the Kingdom Tour, and very many others. Uh, many of their parties and fireworks shows are canceled, and their parades are not technically parades anymore. They go by cavalcades, which they're basically just smaller parades that run throughout the day. And there's, like, different ones. There's, like, the rainy day one, which is, like, if when it's raining, they'll do that one. I've seen that one. And then there's the normal one. And they're just different periods throughout the day. And they don't have the big, huge nightly parades that they used to have with all the floats and the lights and the characters. They just have, like, maybe, like, Mickey and Minnie and, like, maybe some other ones. I believe, like, Sully and Mike Wazowski and the people like that. Maybe some, like, Star Wars people on occasion. It depends on where you are and what it is. But they're called cavalcades, so they change the name so they're not parades anymore. And they're way smaller, and they're not as organized. They're kind of just more random. They'll just pop up. And so there's no organized times like the other parades. For the final thoughts of this podcast, I would like to give my review on how I believe my experience at Walt Disney World at the end of July was with all the COVID restrictions. I think they did very well enforcing masks with the mask rule, especially with it being Florida and being very crowded, and I think they're doing a great job with it and how they are very on about it, and it's very well with the seating and the spacing and keeping people moved apart, and with the limited capacity, I think it's very going very well. It's not, not that crowded unless you get there and open through or you're at a certain time or a weekend maybe. In a weekday, I, there's no way it's crowded or a certain holiday time, but it's, they're doing, I believe, my experience was great, and they're doing a great, great job with how they're handling it, because, I mean, being a huge theme park in Florida, of all places, it's a very populated state, and a very popular theme park is not easy to control a pandemic, especially with so much being unknown. I think they're handling it almost as best as they can. I think my dining experiences and my ride experiences were all, I mean, very good. I had a wonderful time when I went, and I believe they are doing a very, very, very wonderful job with the state of what's happening right now.
All of my information today came from disneyworld.disney.go.com and my personal experiences. You can find all my information by just looking up precautions that Disney World is taking or update on Walt Disney World's resort operations. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. This is the second episode out of eight. The next one will be about Universal's reopening and how they have handled it, and it'll be very similar to this one. But I will also, since I've done this one first, I will try to compare it, compare the two, since I've been to both very recently, and compare the two. So I think that will go pretty well. So thank you for listening, and goodbye. (laughs)